So we continue along, Bezer Hashem, in the seventh prerequisite that a person will have in order to be, have to have full bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And here he explains that we have to understand that everything that transpires in this world, everything that happens, everything that's created, is only due to the Gezeira of Haberi Yisbarach. It's only due to the decree and the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Although, he says, it happens by a way of Sibo Mesoveh. It seems to transpire through cause and effect. As uh, we'll give an example soon, but the cause and effect in the world that seems to make things happen. And the Chavis says, Someone who doesn't really understand how this world works, he'll think, Someone who doesn't really know how this world operates will think that it's the cause and effect that's happening. Ah, it's because I invested here, that's why I made a lot of money. It's because I thought that this, this would be a good investment, that's why I made a lot of money. It's because I bought this merchandise, and I publicized it well, and I marketed well, and I hired a good marketing team, that's why I made the money. And that's not the case. That's what the Chavah Zavavah says, it's not true. That's not the reason why it is. We should right, right now mention the Beis HaLevi. Gavaldiga Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi is in Parshas Miketz. The Pasuk in the beginning of Parshas Miketz says, And it was at the end of two years, And Parei had a dream. Says the Medrash, That there is an end to every darkness. And there was an end to how many years Yosef should be languishing in the prison. And when it came time for that to end, Pare had a dream. Says the Beis HaLevi so beautifully. He says, Be your divrei the explanation of this menrish is, Behold, over Shabbat everything in the world, Yesh Sibo Meseveth, there is cause and effect. Uchamai, for example, somebody buys some merchandise, and he makes a lot of money, people think in their minds that it's the fact that he bought this merchandise that was the cause for him to make a lot of money. Avobemes in truth, hutos, it's a mistake. It's not the fact that he bought that that caused him the profit. Rather, in heaven they decreed that this person should have a prophet. Since in heaven they decided that this person is going to make X amount of dollars, so Hashem put into his mind, go buy that merchandise. Hashem allowed the merchandise to sell well, and now he got the money. So the person thinks, well, I bought merchandise, I marketed well, and it'll make, it made a lot of money. I'm sure it should happen the second time. I mean, why not? It happened the first time. But if the person knows that that wasn't the reason why he made money, the reason why he made money is because Menashemayim, they decided that he's going to make a certain amount of money. How did it actually play out? Oh, that happens with what looks like cause and effect. Hashem put in his mind, buy that merchandise, get this marketing team, and go sell your, your items. And then I decided that it should be, it should be profitable. The Nimtza Revach Wasiba. The, the cause really is what? The cause is the profit. 
The cause of why this happened because Hashem decided there will be profit. That's why this happened. It's just the opposite. We think that the buying of the merchandise was the cause and the effect was the, the profit. Says the Beis HaLevi, it's the, act, it's the exact opposite. The cause was the fact that he has to make money and the effect was that he buys merchandise. Totally the opposite of the way we would think it is. And that's how he explains what happened by, by, uh, by Yosef HaTzadik. It's not because Parai dreamed and said, Oive, I need someone to interpret this dream, so he got Yosef out of jail. No, it's because Hashem decided that Yosef should get out of prison, therefore Parai had a dream. And that's the way it works with everything. It's because when Hashemayim they decided something, that's the reason that anything happens. That's the reason why cause and effect goes into a chain of events. <clears throat> Says the Chavos Avavos, I will demonstrate this to you from nature itself. Says the Chavos Avavos, V'asibo chalusho unikalo miyois mimeno shino yechilo ba'atzma. You see, something that is actually weak in its essence, yet could spawn, could cause something stronger, greater, and bigger than itself. Now, how could that be? How could you create something that's bigger or stronger than the thing itself? Right? The way it works in nature is that something big could sort of let off something else, and then it will be smaller than the originator. An example that the... uh, the mashkiach gave was, you take a, uh, uh, a ball and you give it a push. So if it's on flat ground, you gave it a push. It's only going to go as far as the person who pushed it. But eventually it's going to peter out, it's going to slow down. That means the ball can't go farther than the person who created the movement of it, right? Unless some other force of, uh, comes into it, like gravity or it's going downhill. But otherwise, it can only go as as much as the person who pushed it. So really, it should be that way in everything. That what, what the, the something that's created has to be smaller and weaker than the thing that created it. Yet, Kashanira, when we see, that's not the case in nature. Kashanira hagargor echad menachita, one little seed, one kernel of wheat, is one kernel of wheat you put it in the ground and it grows 300 stalks. How could that be? And every stalk, every stalk has an additional 30 kernels. Therefore, this one seed, this one kernel, is a seed. So, this one little seed could be the cause of tens of thousands of of further seeds. How could that be? A little kernel, it's a tiny little kernel. How does it have within it the ability to produce 300 stalks that each one has 30 additional kernels? How could that be? And you look at the same way. You plant the seeds for an apple tree. It grows whole apple tree. How could that be? How could something so weak and small and minuscule create something that's so much bigger than itself. The truth is you could say the same thing. 
with the creation of man, and the rest of life. Well, how does it come? It comes mitipa sazera. How was the creation of man? How did the creation of a human being come to be? With all of its facets, 240 limbs and 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 veins and arteries and 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 blood pumping from here to there and a nervous system and a spinal cord. How could that be? And it came from one little little piece, a drop of liquid. How could that be? You have this tremendously large fish. It comes from a little egg that produced it. How could all of this be? How could our boomerang lila be what it is? Right, right. And a person could be totally preoccupied. A person would think so so foolishly to think that he has the ability to advance what Hashem has decided to delay, or to push off something that Hashem has decided to come early, or he can increase something that's supposed to be less, or he can decrease what really is supposed to be more. How does a person think he can do that? Go look at nature, go look. How is it possible for one tiny little kernel to be put in the ground and then all of a sudden you see it a few weeks or a few months later and it has sprouted up hundreds of of kernels attached to so many stalks? How is it possible? If a person thinks with common sense, common sense would dictate that the Azvi obviously has to be a higher power causing all of this to happen. Chavosavavis says, just let's take a lesson from nature. How could it be that from a tipa zera could be created the human being, that un- unbelievable creature with all of its facets? How could it be a tiny curl could grow into something so much bigger and greater and stronger and more numerous than itself? It's only because things don't happen from cause and effect. It's not because you plant the seed in the ground, that's why it grows. It's impossible. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how that can happen. It's only because Hashem decided that things put in the ground have the ability to grow. Hashem says it will grow, and therefore it doesn't have to make sense. And Hashem says, but yet I will let it appear as if it operates through a cause and effect system. And it can operate through that you do A, it causes B. It's something that doesn't doesn't make sense to to the uh, the observer looking at it. It can't make sense. The only way it really makes sense is because we understand that this is the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted the world to to run, and Hashem wills it to be, decrees it to be, and so it is. And how it happens? Well. Instead of Hashem just, you wake up in the morning and then all of a sudden there's a field of wheat, Hashem says, I want you to put in effort. And you put in the seed in the ground and then it will grow. But why it grows, it's impossible to conclude otherwise than Hashem made it grow. So how could it be that a person will think that he has the ability to cause anything to happen? And here's the key line. May believe sabev el how could a person think that he can accomplish anything and cause anything to be? Me believe. Without turning 
to fulfilling mitzvahs, the kibble teras, and accepting Hashem's Torah. In other words, what he's saying here is that indeed, every person does have the power to affect change in the world. Because we have the key to affect change in how Hashem decrees things. How is that? By us fulfilling Hashem's Torah. By us keeping His mitzvahs, we have the ability to then change how Hashem will decide and decree. So in other words, how do things happen? That's clear as day. Things only happen because Hashem decrees it to happen. Nothing could happen other than that. The cause and effect that we see is not a reality. It's not really what's happening. As the Beis HaLevi says, it's not the cause which is the effect. Sometimes it's the opposite. It's the outcome. That's the cause. And the effect is what it started with. But it's the decree of Hashem that makes it happen. And if that's true and if we understand that, then how could a person do anything then if he wants something to happen? Instead of frustrating himself and trying harder and doing more of the same, instead of turning towards bettering himself in fulfilling Hashem's mitzvahs, in accepting Hashem's Torah. It's the weakness of his recognition in the reality, in the veracity of really what goes on, in what he really knows intellectually. Being foolish not to understand really how things happen in this world. Shloyma Melech already described it in Kohelis. He mentions the 28 different times. From Eisla Ledes to Eis Lamus. Eis Milchama Ve'eis Shalom. There's a time when it's decreed when things should happen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has exactly 28 different times. That's talking about globally. As the Groh explains, Eisla Ledes was the birth of Adam Arishain. The Islamus is when Misa came to the world. And so on and so forth. Until the Gain says, Eis Melchama will be the Melchama Goygomogoyg. The Eis Shalim will be when peace will reign finally and forever with the coming of Mashiach. So that's globally speaking, Hashem runs the world with different times, which He decided when it's going to be. But like, But for the global one, every person and every place has his time and place when things will happen and when not. So for a person to try to make it happen quicker, quicker, make it go later, it's an act of futility, says the Chavos Havavos. If we understand truthfully, and we, we believe it, and we feel it, that it's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu that makes things happen, and when it will happen is like, There's a time, and there's a set time for everything when it will be then we leave it up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We put in effort harder into our tefillah, into our kiyah mitzvahs, into our bimakabalist Torah. That makes things happen. That could change the outcome of things. That could change how HaKadosh Baruch Hu will decree things to happen. That's what we have in our power. Let's just finish the piece over here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is above and above everything. Like the Marshal of Chofetz Chaim gave the fella came the first time. He was a little villager. He came for the first time to the train station. And he's amazed at this huge train. And people are slowly starting to trickle onto the train. And he sees this person with a little cap. And he blows the whistle. 
Oh, and now more people are getting onto the train. Oh, and he blows it a second time. Oh, now everybody packs onto the train. The doors close. He blows it a third time, and the train starts leaving the station. And this fella's amazed. Wow, this guy, shh, this guy, I got to get one of those whistles for myself. This guy, he is, he's a man of power. I got to go speak to him. And he goes over to him and he starts giving him tremendous respect. He says, sir, can I have a word with you? Could I, could I ask him some questions? The guy's wondering, who, who is this guy? No one ever came over and gave me so much honor before. He says, I see that you're in charge of, of this whole train system and you blow the whistle and everybody gets on the train. And could you tell me, like, how do you calculate it that when the, when you want the train to go and when you want the people to get on the train and when you decide the train should leave? And the guy says, whoa, 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 mister, mister, you got the wrong guy. I don't, I don't decide anything. I just take orders. I have a paper when to blow the whistle, how many times to blow the whistle. I don't decide anything. The fellow who decides everything of who should, how fast the people get on the train and when it should pull out and where it should go, that's the guy sitting in the office. He doesn't stand here at the train station. That's the fellow sitting in the office. You can't see him. He's the guy in charge. Says the Chofetz Chaim is the same thing. We give covet, we give honorary respect to the person who's blowing the whistle. He has nothing to do with anything. He's not making the decisions. The man up there is making the decisions. So too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu up on high is making the decisions. He's deciding what should happen. How does it play out? How does it look to the naked eye, to us looking, us observers? Oh, it looks like that guy's calling the shots. Looks like that guy's making things happen. He's moving the train. He's moving the people. It has nothing to do with him. It's all decided upon already in the back office and decided by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How who runs everything, that's beyond us. Stay away deeper and hidden from us. We can't really ascertain all of the aspects of them. Certainly the entirety. As high and far as the heavens are from earth, Hashem says, as distant as it is from the earth to the heavens, so too it is my ways and my thinking from you on earth. We can never really try to comprehend how a good Bohu makes things happen. It's for, and for us to just figure out, oh, I know how Hashem works. It's for us to know just that Hashem is making everything happen. Agutanacht.